This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. Going into 2023, client retention will be one of the most important areas of focus for independent mortgage brokers. How do you stay in front of your borrowers to ensure repeat business? In this episode of Good Better Broker, we talk with Mike and Katie Tranquino, the husband and wife team behind Trusted Lending Center in Arizona. Mike and Katie share the lessons they've learned through a combined 40 plus years in the industry and tell you how to stay top of mind with your clients in any market. Episode 34 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Mike and Katie Tranquino. They are the broker owners of Trusted Lending Center in Mesa, Arizona. Mike and Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Justin. Good morning. We appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Yes, thank you. So a bit about you. You are a husband and wife team. Started the company back in 2012. You both have been in the industry for 20 plus years. So lots and lots of experience between the two of you. And you guys are big on referrals and you're big on taking care of your clients. And as you both know, client retention is such a big topic in the industry right now, but how you get that repeat business. So Mike, just for starters, describe your overall approach to protecting your book of business. Well, it's, it's relationship building. So I've been in the, you know, Katie and I met in the mortgage industry, you know, um, it's been a long time now, but um, she spent some time on the real estate side as well. So we kind of have that unique experience where, um, you know, she's worked on that side of things. I work on the lending side and, and learning how to create those relationships and maintain those relationships, getting to know our clients, um, truly um, understanding the important events for them that are important to them so we can be a part of that and uh, just establish a longer term relationship versus uh, on a transactional basis. Yeah, I agree. We like to uh, get to know the clients however we can. Um, I know we're not always face-to-face, but whether that's uh, doing a video, uh, making phone calls to them, um, going to closings from time to time, we just like to gather all the information that we can, what's important to them, what's uh, special to them. Do they have kids? Um, Do they have uh, kids that are pets? (laughs) Um, So just anything that we can do to learn more about the client, um, that way we can care for them uh, during the transaction and even after the transaction is done. Yeah, Mike, when you and I spoke before this, you said it's really just engaging with the clients about their lives and not just about the the deal that you are currently working on for them. And you guys, you know, you obviously have your own methods that you've come up with over the years and, and different tactics, which we're going to get into. Uh, but you also uh, use a, a coaching system, if you will. And I want you to tell our listeners about that. Yeah, I think it's fair to plug uh, the Brian Buffini system. He does. Uh, he's done coaching for a long time, as I understand it. He's one of the largest real estate coaches in the in the world, certainly the country. Um, but he also coaches lenders. So uh, through Katie's affiliation in real estate, we got um, involved in the the Brian Buffini system a couple of decades ago through her uh, employers at that time, and uh, we just kind of. When we opened this company ten years ago, we we knew that this was the way we wanted to go, and and uh, um, 
follow follow that coaching system, follow that CRM, follow that the you know that mentality to kind of make sure that we establish uh, what's really referred to as a referral business. So, Katie, what are some of the the things that really stand out to you about the Buffini system and the way you've been able to implement them into the way you run your business? Um, it is a relational type of business. It's not transactional. It's not one and done. It's uh, It can be even generational, right? Depending on how long you're in the business, you can work with the parents. Um, and then when their kids go off and go to college and after they graduate, you could be helping then their children find houses. So it's, it's about staying in touch and it's about really caring for the people that are in front of you. So um, not spending all your money buying well, they call them leads, but inquiries from people and having to work hard to get those people to trust you. Um, the the Building the relationship, the trust is built into the referral that you're given. So if you've done a phenomenal job for somebody, they want to go out and share your company's name with whoever they know, right? Their friends, their family, their coworkers, their neighbors. And uh, it's it goes along with who we are as people, a lot of times. So if you um, do like interacting with people, if you do like carrying on people, if you do like giving them gifts on your on their birthdays or stopping by their house to give them a pie for Thanksgiving, um, you know, all these things help to keep you at the front of mind and, and make your clients really feel cared for. And I think that's where the Buffini system really shines. It's It's kind of, it takes a certain person to do it, but most people want to care for other people. That's why we get into the business. We want to help people guide them to make, you know, one of the most expensive purchases they'll ever make. And so um, we gain their trust and uh, by caring about them. Mike, every originator has a different approach when it comes to staying in front of their clients and, and those touch points. For you guys, what are some of the key things that you are doing routinely to engage with your clients? Uh, we use the important events um, that are important to them. So birthdays are obviously being, uh, you know, a, a huge one. But not only birthdays, but their children's birthdays as well. So um, as we write them a personal note, which are which are huge in this system, we write them personal notes. We'll call them. Um, you know, we stay in touch with them on these important events, and it and it creates a relationship. But it's also we make it important to us because we know it's important to them. So, and I, I think they feel that and they know that, uh, um, you know, they know that we're, we're there and, and, and we are thinking about them. All right. You brought up the handwritten personal notes. So we got to go there now because I need our listeners to know that when Mike and I spoke before this podcast recording, you know, we talked about how it was going to go and went over some of the things that we're speaking about right now. Well, a couple of days later, what do I receive in the mail? A handwritten personal note from Mike simply thanking me for talking with him as a podcast guest. And, and that just shows uh, how much you you both believe in this. So I really want you to tell our listeners, and by the way, thank you for that. It was a really nice gesture. Uh, what is the power of, of a handwritten note, you know, based on what you have seen uh, over the years with your clients? Well, I think you just clarified it. You know, in a lot, a lot of cases, you actually we're on video right now. So you showed a picture of the card. Most people throw it in the trash, but, but even though if they throw it in the trash, they, it, most people appreciate it. Most people appreciate the time that you spent uh, sending that. And it doesn't have to say a lot. It just can be. And that's something Katie's been, she's ingrained in me because I'm going to let her talk about this because she's the master of notes. Uh, but, 
It just has to be something quick. It has to be, you know, to the point, let them know that you're, you appreciate them and, and you're thanking them. And, uh, and in most cases, people appreciate you taking that time. Right. Yes. Um, when you go to the mailbox, I mean, a lot of times you're getting junk mail or you're getting bills. Um, so uh, what an excellent way to put a smile to somebody's, uh, bring a smile to somebody's face for what, 50 cents that it costs for the stamp, you know? Um, not a lot of people are taking the time to write notes right now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a way to make somebody's day. You can, you know, set three to five notes on your computer, write them right in the morning when you wake up, take a minute to think who can I um, take a few minutes to inspire, um, to reach out because maybe they're not feeling well, maybe it's a tough time for them. I mean, all these things. And, and really, it's, you know, five or six sentences in a, in a small note card, but it really makes a huge impact, especially if you're using it to follow up on um, a phone call. Um, it's called the stacking effect. So make a phone call, then write a note. Whether you reach the person or not, you can say, thank you for taking your time to talk with me or sorry, I missed you. You know, I'll reach back out later. Um, you can do it after events, right? We host uh, client events and what a great way to wrap up a close the loop, if you will. Thank you for attending our event. You know, please know Trusted Learning Center, we're here for you if you need anything. You know, thanks for coming and we hope to see you next time. So putting these layers in of caring for people in different ways, again, it just really makes them feel special and keeps you at the forefront of their mind. Mike referred to you, Katie, as the master of notes. And I feel like I have to share this. Uh, one year you wrote 2,500 notes. And, and oh, by the way, you also made 2,500 calls in that same year. Yes, yes. So that was um, one crazy year. I just set out to write as many as I could. And like I said, I was basically trying to uh, see what the stacking effect could bring, right? So I did the calls. And then after each call, I wrote the notes. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a lot, and but it was fun, right? I mean, it kind of cheers you up too to to talk to a client you haven't spoken to in a while or to hear what's going on in their life. And then, like I said, just take an extra few minutes to, I always have my, uh, the envelopes with my stamps, with the return address label and the note card. I have fun colored pins because um, that makes it happy for me. I have fun stamps and yeah, I just take a few minutes and say, thanks for touching base with me. I appreciate your time. Um, oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Stick a business card in there um, and uh, get it in the mail. And yeah, I had a lot of trips to the mailbox that year. <laughs> you guys actually also uh, encourage your LOs and, and the other people who are on your team to do the same thing. This is this is an everyday thing for for your company. And in fact, uh, Mike, you were telling me you guys had a November contest, right? We, we did. And that that was inspired by Katie. She's not competitive, but she loves to have competitive functions so she can beat everybody. So um, uh, I'm pretty sure she won that contest. But yeah, we we had tracking where pretty much every day we said, how many did you get out today? How many did you get out today? And it was the November contest. And uh, the whole team was writing notes, uh, 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 emphasized focus in November. So, all right. So, so there's the notes, uh, but you also use video uh, to stay top of mind with past clients. Tell us what you do there. That's something we're getting better at, just because we are so, um, you know, we're, we're less engaged with people in this in this market the way things are right now. So, we're trying to use those face to face videos. And allow people to at least be, meet us through a video. But 
provide that for updates, explain approvals, um, explain documents. Um, we're, we're, we found that it's very beneficial on uh, full approvals where we will send a video out and the list and the buyer's agent can send it out to the listing agent. So the listing agent has a reference point to know that, hey, this lender is fully approved. And when I'm, I'm listening and, and, uh, and seeing the lender and the loan officer explain um, the strength of this approval. So we use those to enhance the relationship, to touch base, as well as kind of emphasize the, the, the strength that we bring. There's there's also a uh, a fun part to this. Not to say that what you were just talking about is not fun, Mike. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's part of the business. Uh, but these birthday videos from American Greetings featuring some famous singers. Katie, you got a big smile on your face as I bring that up. Tell tell our listeners about those videos. Yeah, um, I think Michael, you actually found them, and uh, we've been sending them out for birthdays, and um, people just really like them. We they. I don't know how they do it, but they you can input the person's name in there. So famous people are singing happy birthday with your name in there and people love them. Um, we had a friend of mine that we sent one to her daughter and then we didn't send it to her. And she was like, hey, why didn't I get this birthday green? And we were like, well, we sent you a gift. And she was like, I still wanted the birthday email video. <laughs> so um, it's, yeah, to the point where people just really, really want them because they're so, they're just fun. <laughs> Yeah, from Dolly Parton to uh, to Megan Trainer, Mike. That's what you were saying. So, uh, for for those of you who want to go check those out, uh, check them out. American Greetings birthday videos as as a way to uh, stay in front of your clients. Absolutely. Mike, you were t- you you were touching on this a few minutes ago, but this this market in particular, um, you know, it, it's a really delicate thing, right? To try and stay in front of clients when you you might not be able to provide them anything at that particular point in time. You know, Katie, you you've been in the business for a while. I mean, how do you how do you look at that in this in this market that we're in? Um, just staying in touch with past clients. I think a great thing to do is um, just get into their social media. I mean, everybody's posting something. Um, so we do try to friend everybody, ask them to friend us so we can see what's going on day to day. Um, and then again, to make it even more personal is if you do see somebody's just had a baby or, um, maybe one of their family members is sick. I mean, that's a great way to know, Hey, I need to pick up the phone and call or, Hey, a lot of things that we do, um, that, UWM helps us with is send a meal. We can do a DoorDash meal to somebody who is ill or somebody that's lost a loved one. Um, So I think just trying our best to, again, stay inquisitive about what's going on with them and then doing something about it. So it's one thing to write like a Facebook page or put a smiley face, but it's quite another thing to use that. It can be a powerful tool, social media can, but it's not if that's not it, you have to go above and beyond um, to make somebody say, hey, my lender, you know, sent me um, some soup, you know, when I wasn't feeling it, I just posted I wasn't feeling it on social media and they sent me some soup or, um, you know, something special happened and we send, you know, if, if somebody has a baby, we send a little uh, baby birthday gift, right? So um, it's a social media is a good tool. I wouldn't not use it, but um, the, I think the to go the extra mile and and do something extra about that is where you really um, like captivate a client. 
Yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean, who who would think that their mortgage lender would send them some soup when they're not feeling well? So that's that's really going to make you stand out. Uh, Mike, I mentioned this off the top of the conversation that you guys are always working by referral. And you threw this stat out to me that, that last year in 2021, uh, you received 231 referrals, right? 83% of those are from past clients. So when you think about how you get re- your referrals and the role that those referrals play in retaining past clients, what thoughts come to mind? Yeah, I think I think when uh, you know we think that it has to be a professional, we think we think that it has to be a real estate agent, and and not to say that those aren't important. You you de- it, you know we're obviously right now really trying to build our referral network from a from an agent agent standpoint because the agents we've had in the past are not as productive as they used to. Some of them are really struggling with this particular market. So, but but once you realize that your clients can be as good or better referral source than a real estate agent, well, that changes everything. And now you can take that referral and get that to a real estate agent to help build a new relationship potentially with another real estate agent. So, you know, by the way, that thank you note that I said inside the thank you note and on the envelope, it said, oh, by the way, we are never too busy for your referrals, which I know is is something of a tagline for you guys. So nice touch there as well. Uh, Mike, you touched on this a bit bit earlier, Uh, CRM and and what what you guys use and and the biggest benefits you're finding with your CRM. Tell our listeners uh, about that. We we use we use two. We use Client Connect at UWM. We like that auto, that automation that Client Connect provides. Uh, Referral Maker, which is the Buffini CRM system, we really like because it it has a very simplified dashboard, and you basically uh, rate your clients. You know, a client that sent you multiple referrals is an A plus. One referrals an A. Someone who said they refer you to B, and it, it tells you how to rate them. But basically, you put your contacts in the system, you rate them, and then each day you look at your dashboard, and it'll say, you know, today call Justin, write a note to Sarah, do a pop by to Kim, you know, and it tells you what to do, so you don't have to wonder what to do or who should I talk to or what type of task. The dashboard just walks you through it, and that's all based on the metrics that you put in it. So how much income do I want this year? And how does that translate to my proactive activity? So it tells you tells you what to do. So it's very simplified. That's why we like it. It's a nice balance, I guess, between uh, that and then what Katie was talking about with, with staying on top of people's uh, Facebook feeds to find out when when things are happening in their lives. So uh, that's that's an interesting point. Uh, as, as we wrap up here, Katie, I want to ask you first, just for any advice you have for other you know independent mortgage brokers or originators out there who are you know, looking to step up their client retention game, especially, um, you know, in a market like this, where, you know, you, you want to hang on to that repeat business for when future opportunities do arise. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think first and foremost, you have to ask your clients to refer you, right? So you're providing excellent service and everyone is, um, but they may not know that you want or need business. They may see that you're busy and they may think, oh, well, we don't want to bother, bother them. Um, and burden them with another person, right? But we want, that's exactly what we want. We want to um, have the referral from from the client, especially if they're really great clients, right? Because great people know great people. Um, So you have to ask and you have to ask repeatedly because there's a statistic out there. You have to ask like five to 12 times before it really sinks into somebody's brain that you really would like the referral, so we do like to tell the tell our clients, hey, we want to serve you to the utmost. 
and we don't spend our time and energy trying to track down leads or turn inquiries into leads. We we do everything we can to treat you very best so that you can go out and be our spokesperson. So if we do anything along the way that you're not satisfied with, let us know immediately so we can we can correct it. So make sure you're having the conversation with your clients up front. Don't just wait until the end. Let them know um, along the way. And then definitely categorize your database. You absolutely want to um, see who is referring you, who is likely to refer you. Because um, like the Pareto principle, right? 20% of your database is going to be referring you 80% of the time. So you don't need to spend you know, an hour every day with every single client because you know some of your clients may not be the referring type. So see who they are, who is going to refer you and spend your time, energy, effort, money on those people and uh, teach them teach them how to refer you. And then again, praise them for referring you, give them thanks, um, show them appreciation, take them to lunch, buy them a coffee um, so that they continue um, keeping you at the forefront of their mind. Great stuff. Well, uh, we appreciate you both joining us and uh, continued success. Uh, heading into 2023. Mike and Katie Tranquino with Trusted Lending Center. Thanks so much for being a part of Good Better Broker. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, UWM. We appreciate it. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.